about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. I right, take your Bible this morning, go to 1 John chapter 2. When studying the kingdom of God and your position in the kingdom of God and what's overtaking the earth right now, which is God's desire, which is the kingdom of God being spread over the entire earth. Basically, not only people say the kingdom of God, but the morals of the kingdom of God and the culture of the kingdom of God. And that's only going to come through people who have that culture and who have an understanding of who they are in the kingdom of God. We can get all excited and we can jump and shout and scream and holler. But if you don't know who you are, basically, sooner or later, you're going to get put down, cut down, or you're going to fall apart. So what we want to do here at TCVC and always want to do is make disciples. Yes. People of the kingdom of God who will grow up, understand who they really are, get revelations of what they can do, and then go ahead and do what they've been put here to do. There's nothing better than to log into what God has put you on the earth to do. Once you find what you were called to do and what you were put here to do and you start doing it, I mean, the Holy Ghost gets involved like you've never seen anyone get involved before. As long as you've got a good idea and you're trying to do it, it's going to be hard. Pastors say, oh, it's hard in the ministry. Well, it's hard if you're not supposed to be in the ministry. Let me tell you what, it's going to be awful hard. But if you've been called in and you've been anointed to do it, it's not really hard. It's just following the Spirit of God and doing what He wants to do in your life. So there's not hard. Are there times that come that, that aren't very good? Yes, but you just go through those storms. Come on. The Bible says if you're built on the rock, it don't matter how much rain comes, how much wind comes, how many waves come, you're going to get through on the other side because you're where you're supposed to be. All right, 1 John chapter 2. Look at verse 20. It says, But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Notice, how many know the Word of God is the Word of God? It's the truth. And what does it say here? It says, you have an unction. Say, I have an unction. Now, the unction is basically the anointing. The actual word for it is you have an endowment, and that endowment comes from heaven itself. It comes from God Himself. He has given you an endowment. Now, we know that everything that God does is not by might. It's not by power, but it's by who? By the Spirit. So this endowment that you have is a very important thing to you. More important than any other thing in your life is what you have on the inside of you this morning and what you received when you got born again into the kingdom of God. Notice it does not say you're going to get an unction. It does not say later on you'll have an unction. It says right now you have an unction. Say, I have an unction. Now notice what it says after that. You know some things. You know how many things? Now the first time I read this scripture, I thought, man, that can't... That, God speaks truth. That can't be true. I don't know nothing, praise God. I may have an unction, but I don't know anything. But on the inside of you is someone who does know all things. The Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So God came on the inside of you. He lives on the inside of you. And because he does, you have godly wisdom on the inside of you. You have godly knowledge on the inside of you. And you have access to that wisdom and to that knowledge. Let me tell you when you'll need that wisdom, when you need that wisdom. Are you listening to me? There's things in you you don't even know you know until someone else needs to know what you don't know that you know, and then you'll know what you know, and they will know what you know because you told them you knew what you knew. Ooh, well, I Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, sir. I didn't know that. <laughs> and now you do. 
Praise God. See, you'll never have to learn that again. But yeah, there's supernatural knowing that comes out of the inside of you because God wants to bless people, wants to help people, wants to deliver people. The Bible says he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So on the inside of me, I have this unction. I have this endowment. And how many know this is not a natural endowment? It is a supernatural thing that came on the inside of you. It's a spiritual thing. Say, I have an unction. I have an endowment. Now, until you learn this, you're going to operate, and no matter what you're doing, especially if you're in some kind of ministry, you're going to operate in fear. Because what you're going to do is your ministry, you're going to rely on you and your abilities rather than the ability that's on the inside of you. When God called me, he didn't ask me if I could preach. He never asked me if I could teach. He never asked me if I could cast out devils. He just knew that he'd already given me an endowment on the inside of me, not only the, the power in there, but the ability to use that power to do what God had called me to do, and it was based on the endowment. Sometimes human talent limits somebody because they've got it all figured out. Boy, they've been doing it for years. I've been singing for years, and I've got the golden voice of everybody else, and every time you sing, everybody goes to sleep. Why is that? Because there's no endowment hooked to the ability that you're singing with. You can have somebody get up who can't sing, and they'll just sing close to being on key, and the power of God will hit the whole place, and everybody will get touched. Why is that? Because you have an endowment. You have an unction on the inside of you. And when you hook up with that unction and what God has called you to do, it will start to work in your life and in the lives of others. So you've been empowered. Everybody in here has been empowered, not just the pastors. Like it was for years, the pastors and the ministers have it. No, no, everybody's got the same Holy Ghost on the inside. I did not get the pastoral Holy Ghost, and you got some other Holy Ghost. You got the same Holy Ghost. So you have an endowment on the inside of you. There is power on the inside of you, but you cannot rely on the natural realm. So now that gives you a choice, don't it? I've entered the kingdom of God. I found out the Spirit of God's on the inside of me. I have an endowment, so now I've got to make a choice to continue to live in the natural or I can start trusting in the Spirit of God on the inside of me to lead me and guide me and live a supernatural life. I said last week, there are no losers in the kingdom of God. There's only choosers. And you are the one that will choose whether you live in the supernatural and when you don't. Remember Joshua? He made a decision, didn't he? Well, for me and my house, bless God, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a decision made by him to live in the supernatural realm rather than the natural realm. So you have this unction. This unction is here. This unction will lead you and guidely in all your daily decisions. I want you to be careful not to equate your decisions with God decisions. There's some people that get so spiritual, every decision they make, God told them to do it. And if God told them to do it, then their decisions wouldn't be coming out as bad as they're making them. Do you see what I mean? And you're going to build a track record with people and with yourself. If you hear God, you make the right decision. You hear God, you make the right decision. Down the line, people are going to start to believe that you actually hear God and make the right decision. But if you make the wrong decision every single time, nobody's going to hear what you got to say because they've already seen it work in your life, especially in marriages. I mean, sometimes the mom gets more spiritual than the dad or whatever, and they'll use that in an argument. Well, God told me. Come on. Or the man. I'm the man, and God spoke to me clearly. And then you find out, and you do it, it doesn't work out at all. So be careful. A lot of times, if you don't know if it's God or not, you just think it's a good idea, just say, I'm, this is what I'm thinking right now. Don't attach God to it, because God's going to end up a failure in the situation, because he told you something he really didn't tell you to begin with. All right? So it's on the inside of me. Say, I have an endowment on the inside of me. So the Bible said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So as you grow up from a child to sonship, you are using your authority and claiming everything that God has already given you. You claim your authority. You claim your endowment. You claim the peace that God has given you. You claim your joy. You have the authority to do that in every single area of your life. You'll grow into sonship and you'll start to hear his voice. And let me tell you, he speaks from in here. 
a still, small voice. Don't be led by the billboard. Don't be led by the rainbow. Don't be led by this over here or that over here. You're led by what's on the inside of here. Are you following me? People get so darn spiritual. You know, one time I was talking to somebody and I came home from church. And when I got home, the clock in our living room fell off the wall. And when it fell off the wall, it fell off at like 10 to 12 or something. So somebody had called that day and I was talking to them about it. And they said, uh, where are you going today? I said, I'm going to get a new clock because it fell down. And, and it, you know, it's 10 after 12 when it fell. It was on the floor and it quit working. And I need to get a new clock. And all at once, the Spirit of God hit them. <laughs> 10 after 12 is a very significant time for you. God reached down with his hand and knocked that clock off the wall at exactly 10. I'm going, dear Jesus. My God, it would have been easier just to pray over the clock. Maybe it'd work again and get it over with, you know, rather than go into it. But notice, you're not led by all this stuff out here. You can be if you want to be. And I tell you, if you get really dull of hearing, Maybe God will show you that rainbow when you want to. But he don't want you led by a rainbow when he's got himself on the inside of you to lead you by. So that's still from all voice. So I go with peace. Say peace. peace. When I've got peace on a situation that doesn't register with this, I go with it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of decisions God's going to have you make do not register here. Yeah. Don't even make sense. Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Did not register the first time I read that. <laughs> Come on. Did it to you? Pray in tongues. Well, how else am I going to pray? I got a tongue. Nobody ever told me what tongues was. Nobody ever knew anything else. But that is beyond your understanding. But it's things that God has put on your life by the power of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. So in this day and age, don't be led by the newspaper. Don't be led by the 6 o'clock news. You have to be led by the in, inside here. Say, I have, I have. Inside, inside information. information. All right, look at verse 27, same chapter. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. Now, how many of you have an anointing this morning? You have one, don't you? You're not trying to get one. You've already got one. But the anointing which you have received, notice it's going to abide in you. Keep on reading. And you need not that any man should teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie, and even as it is taught you, you shall abide in him. So here it says the anointing of God will teach you, and he's going to lead you, and he's going to lead you where? Into all truth. He wants to lead and guide you into the truth of the Word of God. Why? Because the more truth you know, the more freer you will be, because you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So he's going to bring it. Now, how many know the truth he's bringing into you is not natural truth? It's spiritual truth on the inside of you. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with half of your heart. No, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. What's he talking about? It's what talks about heart. Well, your heart in that verse is basically not only your spirit, but your soul put together in one, thinking the same and acting the same. So your mind, will, and emotions are now lining up with your spirit and with the, the things of God. And the Spirit of God will never lead you out of line with the Word of God. So if you want to know if it's the Spirit of God or not, you need to know what the Word of God says, and then you'll know whether it's God or not. And how many know he'll even take you beyond the Word of God? That scares some people, but he does. He takes you belong to the Word of God. Like, let me give you a When it was time for me, and maybe I wanted to get married, and it was time to marry somebody. How many you know I couldn't go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 2? It says, Thou shall marry Becky Kimmel, and on this day you shall do it. I shall buy a house at 501 Northwest Cornell Avenue in beautiful Port St. Lucie. No, it's not in there, is it? So as you follow his word according to the will of God and according to the written word, basically what happens is he can take you beyond because you'll be used to hearing his voice and you'll know what to do in those situations beyond. Are you following me? Yeah. See, a lot of the decisions we made are not cut and dried in the Bible. And if you're not used to listening to his voice, you'll make whatever looks good out here and then you'll pay the penalty in here. 
Say, so you have an endowment. Say, I have, I have. an endowment. When I first got saved, praise God, and got all excited, and I didn't know what I was supposed to do, and I was reading the Bible and hungry for the Word of God, and, and basically I came across a scripture that says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and it went on and said, make disciples of all men. And when I read disciples, all at once something hit me, say hit me. In other words, what was in me started doing somersaults. You know what I'm talking about? All at once, woo, 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 and my mind's going, what, what, what? And woo, 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 and my mind's going, what, 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 what? And what happened? There was truth that was already in me, with the ability to do what the truth was already in me, and it was all already in me, and there was a connection that was made and said, that's it. That's what you're called to do. Have you ever preached? No. Have you ever did anything? No. Do you even like standing in front of people? No. <laughs> but on the inside of me, there was a truth there that witnessed along with my truth, and all at once I knew that that was it. I had found something. So what did I do? I started studying. I started reading. I started checking. I started doing it. And as I, as I kept going in what I was called to do, giftings that were already in me, say already in me, so you've got giftings on the inside of you you've not even dreamed about yet. On the inside of you, there is a spiritual endowment that you've probably not even tapped into one-tenth of it yet, but it's all on the inside of you, and God wants to continually bring that out of the inside of you. So as I studied the Word of God, as I did what God told me to do, as I followed His Word, I grew to a place where all at once I could get into a place where I could flow with the Holy Ghost. Say, flow with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, this is once again beyond the Word of God. Once you hook up with the Spirit of God and the giftings that God has given you on the inside, basically, you will start to flow in a realm that's above the natural realm. And I'm not talking about spooky. I'm not talking about weird. I'm not talking about putting on a white dress and dancing. I'm talking basically about a realm where you know that the Holy Ghost is using you to speak through you and do things through you, and you don't know where you're gone. You're just riding the Holy Ghost horse, and whatever direction he goes, you go in your life and you follow it. That happened. How many know that happened last week? What happened? I had a real nice thing. I had all planned out. I had it all written out. and still sitting at home on my dresser. I had a word, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. How I many knew you need to study the word and need to be ready to teach it? But last week, he didn't really want to teach it. He wanted to hit everybody in the place. Now, I don't know what sister needed, and I didn't know what brother needed, but the Holy Ghost knows what everybody, so everybody comes up to me afterwards and says, you know what? That word was just for, that was just for me. God was speaking to me. I don't think he spoke to anybody else, but he spoke to me. And I said, well, good, glad, sister. And another girl would come up. She said, you, you ain't going to believe this. But God spoke to me last week. I'm the only one that he spoke to was me. Now, how does that happen? That doesn't happen naturally. That happens supernaturally when the Spirit of God knows the hearts and minds of men that I don't know in the natural realm and knows what to say and when to say it. And you just follow what the Spirit of God is flowing. It's like a flow. Say a flow. There's a flow of my endowment that's coming out. And I tell you what, you matter in that endowment. Because if you're hungry, you pull an endowment out for you. If you don't, you get nothing. It's not up to me. I'm just here. And you sucked that anointing out of the inside, and that word that you needed that day, you sucked out of the inside of me, and somebody got it. Let me just say, when you flow in the Holy Ghost, too, we don't want to separate things and put them in a box. So sometimes uh, Latasha will get up here, and she's got a word for so-and-so, and Ted gets up, and he's got a word for so-and-so. How many know that's the gift of the Spirit, and that's powerful? But that's not the limit to it. In other words, you can preach, and I don't have to call you out. I just got to throw it out there and hit you right between the eyes, and nobody knows it was you, and nobody knows what was said to you, and nobody, but it's the same gift, only in a different way. Are you following me? It's not saying you get up, you get up. No, it's just going out, and it's hitting you in the face. Why? Because now you're flowing in the Spirit of God and following what the Spirit of God wants to do in your life, praise God. And I'll tell you what, all this stuff's different than what I was taught. You know, I went to Bible college. Start with a joke. Stand behind the pulpit and do not move very much. It distracts people. Do not chew gum. 
And, you know, when you're studying those things and you try it the first time and find out it doesn't work at all, first of all, nobody got your joke. And you've already got no confidence up there now. Now when your joke don't work, you're about ready to just close the curtain. You're looking for the cane to come out and get you out of there. See, but that's not the way it is. It's not based on those natural do's and don'ts and how you look and what you do. You just flow and follow with the Holy Ghost and do what the Holy Ghost is supposed to do. And I'll tell you, when you start flowing in the Holy Ghost, people will take notes. But see, you, you can't try to flow in the Holy Ghost. A lot of people try to do it. You can't do it. You just do it. And that's hard for people to understand. I mean, if you jump in a river, you don't have to try to go downstream. You're going to go downstream. You just sit there and do whatever it calls you to do. So there's a flow on the inside of you. You've got that endowment in there. Even in your daily life, you can let this flow as you hook up with the Spirit of God and the Word of God. You let it flow out of the inside of you, and you let it touch people's lives. You, you do things. You do this. You, and God will tell you. I mean, you can be talking to a person at lunch and all at once say something. And you know when you said it that it was for them. Did that ever happen to you? Sometimes I'll be talking to somebody and God will give me an example of someone who's struggling, someone who's having trouble, someone in a different area of their life, and I'll start talking to that person about it, and about halfway through, I figure out that I'm not talking about that person. I'm talking about the person who I'm talking to, and by the example of talking about that person, I'm actually talking to this person. But this person won't get offended at me because they don't think I'm talking to them. They think I'm talking about this one. And since I'm talking about this one, they don't get mad, but they still get the message. Are you following me? I'll tell you, Holy Ghost is sneaky. You don't think he is, but he is. He's awful sneaky. He gets you one way or another, praise God. Hallelujah. Because what's he trying to do? He's trying to perfect us and disciple us to live like kingdom people in the power and the anointing of God and be an example for people so that we can display to people, praise God, what the kingdom of God is like, what the power is like, and what everything's on the inside of us that continues to flow out of the inside of me. Say, I have an endowment on the inside of me. All right, go to John chapter 4. Best part about it is when, when the Holy Ghost flows like that and he wants to do something different and you do something like that, people come afterwards and say, can I have your notes from that? <laughs> uh, not today, no. All right, John's Gospel, chapter 4, look at verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, say the gift, yes. say my endowment, my endowment. Is, a gift. is a gift. And who it is that says to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of me, and he would have given thee living water. Verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of the water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up. Say springing up. Springing up springing up. So on the inside of you, there is an endowment. There is a well on the inside of you. You want to be aware of that well. You want to flow in that well. You want to trust the well that's on the inside of you. Say, I trust in the well of God that's on the inside of me. Now, what God wants to do is take you beyond the natural realm. And the only way he can take you beyond it is to get you to believe something beyond the natural realm. So he will take you to a place to where you believe something that's not in the natural realm, but your mind will start hooking up with that so it releases the power of God on the inside of you. And, I mean, if you follow some of the preachers from the old days, and I do, I've read a lot of their books in younger years and everything. For an example, there was a guy by the name of Smith Wigglesworth. And Smith Wigglesworth would preach the, the undaunted 
gospel of the kingdom, then he would lay hands on people. And if he was walking along and laying hands on people and he ran against somebody who had cancer in their stomach, he would rear back and he'd punch them as hard as he could in their stomach. And they would fall down and start screaming and they get back up and they were totally set free by the power of God. How many know you don't learn that in cemetery? I mean seminary. How many know that's beyond what you would naturally do? But what happened? He got an unction from the Spirit of God at that time, he heard the voice enough to, even though his mind, I mean, your mind can't say punch him in the stomach. And I'll tell you what, when you watch these men of God do things, you want to study how they flow, not what they do. Because the next time you have a line, and Smith Wigglesworth comes to mind, and somebody has cancer of the stomach, you're going to hit them, and they're going to hit you right back. Why? Because that was for that day, that hour. You don't copy that stuff. You watch them and learn how to flow. I mean, whenever Rodney or any of those people ministered, I just sat there, man. I tell you what, people getting up and leaving, I'm saying, you're out of your mind. I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm watching how they make adjustments. I can see when the Spirit's moving in a different direction and they go in that direction and I'm watching what's happened. Why? Because I wanted to do what they were doing. I don't want to be led by my head. People led by their head are dead. In this day and hour, you're dead. But you've got the Spirit of God on the inside of you, and He's showing you. So He did some things. There was another time that they brought a baby up to Him, and the baby couldn't walk, and He took the baby and cuddled it real nice, then He threw it off the stage. And as soon as it hit the ground, it started running around. Now, how many of you know you don't learn that in the seminary either? So what was he doing? He was living in a spirit realm. He was doing a spirit realm. So when I study those people and I find that people and I stay in the Word of God and I stay praying in the Holy Ghost, say praying in the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, the big, one of the biggest fights you have is to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because your mind will fight you every single time you start to pray in the Holy Ghost. This ain't doing no good. You ain't making no sense. And you're trying to pray at the same time and pretty soon you just quit after about three minutes and think that you changed the entire world. But no, the Bible says it'll build you up on the inside of you. Well, what's it going to build up? Your spirit person. So he can hear and do these things. So I was in a meeting one time. There was a lady who was brought up front, and she had a wheelchair. And I walked over to her, and as soon as I got there, I just heard, get up and run. So I just, get up out of that wheelchair and run. She stood up, and she started running around the church. Ran around once. I said, go again. She ran around the second time, got back. And, and her sister was standing there, and her sister said, you can't run, you're crippled. And she sat back in the chair and never got out again. And I'm thinking, my gosh. Now, how many know that wasn't a natural thought to have her get up and run? That was the Spirit of God. But it still had to be obeyed. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. That's right. See, she could have said, I can't get up and run. But she didn't have time to think. Say, so didn't have time to think. Yes. Sometimes the best thing for you to do is not have any time to think. So she jumped up. She went running around. She did whatever. There's one time years ago that I walked into a hospital. Somebody had me go pray for their dad, and he was laying there in bed. And I went in and said, how you doing? He said, I don't even know who you are. And I said, that's good because I don't know who you are either. So I'm here to see you. And he just said, I said, what's the prognosis? He says, they give me like two to three days, and, and I'm going to be gone out of here. They said, and I'm going to be dead. I said, do you want to die? And, of course, the logical answer was no. I thought he might say no. If he said yes, I was completely lost out there. So I said, no. And he said, no. So I said, all right, well then if you don't want get up, get dressed and get the heck out of here, then why would you stand here and die? And I left. And he called, his son called me the next day and said, hey, my dad got up, put on his clothes and left. And he's doing fine. What did you do to him? I said, I didn't do nothing to him. I just told him if he didn't want to die to get out of bed, put on his clothes and go. And that's all he did. Now, how many know he could have laid in bed? Boy, that guy was crazy. What a nitwit that guy was. 
But he didn't. He just reacted on what the Spirit of God gave me to say at that time. There was nothing fancy. I didn't pray over him in the Spirit for 45 days. You've got to learn to follow what the Holy Ghost wants to do. You look at Jesus. He never did a whole lot. Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. Be healed. He never went into all this stuff. Because the longer you go, the more you get in here. Are you following me? You want to live? Just get up, get dressed, and get out of here. And maybe... Maybe, you'll, maybe God will do something for you then. I mean, I can't say I'm sure because I don't want to miss it here, but you may or may not work. And then, you know, I've never seen it work before. No, it's never probably worked. Be- this might be the only time it's ever been done. But I mean, I feel like it should have been. The more you think, are you following me? The more you're going in the wrong direction. You're getting into belief. Say your peace and get the heck out of there. If the Holy Ghost won't say anymore, he'll take you back in the second time and do it. But that's what we do. Why? Because we got power, we got wisdom, we got the truth on the inside, and I have an endowment. I have an endowment on the inside of me, so I don't have to worry about to do what God wants me to do because I know I have the ability to do anything God wants me to do because he's the one who gave it to me to begin with. So the more I learn about it. So what do I want to do? When I hear that still small voice, I want to put a decision on it and it work every single time. If I know it's the Spirit of God and I do whatever it tells me to do, I know it's going to work. You, you put a demand on that Spirit of God voice on the inside of you and it equals success every single time. You'll never fail. But, and this, once again, isn't something you can conjure up. You've got to have a relationship with him more than Sunday morning, more than just every fifth Wednesday night. You've got to be under the word. You've got to study the word. You've got to pray in the spirit. You've got to be aware of what's on the inside of you, the endowment that God has already given you, praise God. I mean, when I first got, back in the old days before, I went to church all the time before I got saved, and I'd hear good Bible stories and everything else, but to pick up the Bible and read it, I mean, you might as well be reading Spanish because I didn't understand a word that it said. But once I got born again in the kingdom of God, the Bible says once you enter the kingdom of God, you can now see or understand kingdom thinkings, and all at once you pick up the Bible and, and the is talking to you. You pick it up and read it, the, oh my God, there's a lot of revelation there. <laughs> T stands for tithe, the H is for holy, and the E is for endowment, praise God, the. I got four weeks sermon on the, why? Because the spirit of the Lord is involved on the inside of you. People say, well, I read that scripture 500 times and you taught it on it this morning and I never saw that in that scripture. How did that happen? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. There's an endowment upon my life to do this. It's no credit to me whatsoever. And you've got to protect that. You don't want to take credit for something you shouldn't be taking credit for. I mean, Kelly, I mean, all the time, Kelly brags on the anointing on me. I love that. So you should say, he's an anointed man of God. I love the anointing on it. It's not... You know, how great thou art, Tom. Right. How great thou art. And that's what people want to do. And that's the problem with the anointing too. It depends on your motive. Why do you want to see people healed? Why do you want to see them delivered? Why do you want, to, want to, those effects and that power in your life? Is it so that you can get your name out there so you can have a 3,000-seat church where everybody's coming, so they put you on TV, so you get on TBN, so they're interviewing you all over the place? Or do you love people and want people set free? And you've got to make that own decision. That's your heart you're dealing with right there. Nobody else's. And you've got to make that decision, why I have this anointing, what I want to do with this anointing, and what takes place in my life. So I want to do that in my life. I want to set people free. And in the early stages of my ministry, it was tough. Because you see all these ministers, and you want to be on TV. You want to do this. You want to do that. And all this. I mean, it's a natural tendency to do. But when you start to understand that everything that you've ever done or ever happened has been by the Spirit of God anyway. Thank God for the endowment that I have in my life. And thank God for the Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of me. Hallelujah. All right, go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. 
If you're looking for it in the New Testament, you're going to have a hard time. All right, 1 Samuel 16, are you there? Are you really there? Are you in Matthew? You're there? All right, 1 Samuel 16, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. And I will send thee to Jesse of Bethlehemite, for whom I am provided me a king among his sons. Notice here it's talking about Samuel. Right now Saul had a backslid and fell apart, and Samuel was weeping for him. But notice he told Samuel to fill his horn with oil. Say, fill my horn with oil. Amen. And once you fill your horn with oil, then you're supposed to go. Say, go. go. One, thing I, one thing I've understood as far as the anointing of God and the endowment on the inside of me, you cannot give it to someone who doesn't want it. In other words, you can't give it to religious-minded people. You give it to people who want to receive that. In other words, a David generation. Say a David generation. And I believe with what's going on on the earth right now, there is finally arising. A David generation who have finally figured out that the natural is not going to work, the government's not going to work, things aren't going to work, and they're looking for something else. That's why we have to get to them before the psychic does, before the new age does, before all these phony powers get there, we've got to get them in the real power of God because once they get in that, they'll never look anyplace else. Once you get that, you'll never thirst again. So this is the day and the hour, and I believe there's a younger generation, you know, whatever age group that is, they're seeing that things aren't working. Things are getting tough. They're getting confused. They're getting, and they're looking for answers. And basically, you got the horn full of oil to take those people who are looking for something. All right, look at verse 6. So he was going to anoint David, verse 6, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. So his older brother comes, his older brother's handsome, his older brother's strong, his older brother on the outside looks like he's really something. Verse 7, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I refused him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on what? The heart. Notice. Only you can disqualify you from operating in the anointing. How is that? Don't have a right heart. Get critical. Uh, get in unbelief. Get mad. Get upset. Get all those things in your heart. It will stop the anointing of God from operating on the inside of you. But he goes through all these things. All these guys came by. All these guys more qualified in the natural realm than them. How many know there was a lot more people qualified to be doing what I'm doing when I was 30 years old and getting drunk every night and running around on the street? How many know people would have said, he's going to be a pastor? <laughs> Come on, nobody was going to predict that. Nobody came up to me and said, thus says the Lord, you're oiled tonight, but praise God, you're going to have a different oil in the morning. (laughs) Nobody said that to me, see? But God had a plan, and God had a purpose, and God wasn't going to pull his call back no matter how many years I fought it, no matter how many years I didn't understand it. Sooner or later, I was going to get into that and start going in the right direction, and it doesn't matter, but all that matters with you is your heart. It doesn't matter what you did in the past. It doesn't matter what happened here or who hurt you there. Get rid of that stuff and have a right heart, and the anointing of God will come upon you, and it will rise on you, praise God. And what happened? All at once, this, this shepherd boy out there stinking probably all the time, just watching sheep. That's all he did, watch his dead sheep. All at once, praise God, when something supernatural needed to be done, he had an endowment. Yeah. Along came the lion, and you know what happened? He took care of the lion. 
You know what happened when the bear came along? He took care of them. You know what happened when Goliath came along? It was the same ruddy little boy that they had anointed before that. What was the difference? He got an endowment from God, an endowment, and basically on the inside of him, he had power of God on the inside of him. And he learned to, to deal with that anointing. Psalm 23, I mean, look at how it changed. Here he goes. Time to watch sheep. Oh, Jesus. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. All right, they're all here. Okay, sheep, here we go. What time is it? Oh, I've been here 15 minutes already. Praise God. It's really going good. Sheep, 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 sheep. And all, once he gets anointed, he goes out there and he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. All at once he sees something different. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. He takes me through the valley of death. Praise God. But there is no evil there for me. Hallelujah. What protection. It, they lie down in green pastures. All at once he saw peace. How many know he was doing the same job? Yeah. Yeah. See, how do you see your job? See, if you see it in the endowment, in the anointing, you'll understand. When I was a mailman for 28 years, I saw it as a ministry, not as a mailman. In other words, I had 630 people, households on my route, and I got to know every single one of them, their kids, what they needed, what they didn't need, and I could go up their door, leave a package, talk to them for a while, minister to them. It wasn't just going out in a hot vehicle every week and doing it. How I many you know you'd still be in the same spot if you did that? But the Spirit of the Lord had come upon me, and I was seeing things. I was seeing how to minister to all kinds of people. I was seeing how to help people. I was seeing how to bless people. All that was taking place on the inside of me because I had an endowment then. People, Christians who hate their job, aren't operating in the endowment. See, there's something there for you that's going to help you down the road. When you step into what God really wants you to do, you're already going to have your training period in there. So what happened? All at once, here's David. What? He kills lions, praise God. He kills bears. He kills Goliath. All simply because he had an anointing and he had a right heart. Say a right heart. So one of the biggest things in your life is you need to have a right heart. David was a king. How many know you're kings? David was a priest. How many know you're a priest? David had an endowment. How many know you have an endowment? Basically, he was a type and a shadow of what was going to take place in the new believer's life, who you are right now. So you've got this endowment on the inside. Basically, you need to trust in it. You need to listen and, and tune your voice into it. How many know you have to listen in order to hear? See, I'll tell you, one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things in church to do ever is nothing. In other words, you get the end of praise and worship if I don't say hallelujah, if I don't say lift your hands, if I, don't say, if I just don't say nothing. All at once people are going. You didn't do nothing for 40 seconds. What are we doing here? See, because we all got to be doing something, especially in this day and age, because you got something called a cell phone. And if you kept track of the number of hours a day that you're looking at that phone, you would really be surprised for it. So what is it? It's more of a time consumer than anything else. Thank God when I was young, we had plenty of time. We had nothing else to do. There was no electronics out there. But notice, it's hard for us to get quiet, even in your prayer time. Check yourself in your prayer time. Do you pray for 15 minutes and talk 14 minutes and 39 seconds? And give God, you've got 21 seconds, now spit it out. And you don't do it. No, you've got to learn to listen to what God says, maybe the Holy Ghost will bring up a scripture, maybe something you heard a long time ago and a song will come up, but God wants to speak to each and every one of us because he wants us to use the endowment that's on the inside of each and every one of us. Say, I have, I have an endowment. So just like David killed the lion because of the anointing, David took care of the bear because of the anointing, David took care of Goliath with the anointing, you're going to cast out devils by the anointing, you're going to heal the sick by the anointing, you're going to raise the dead by the anointing, you're going to prosper financially by the 
anointing of God on the inside, but it's how much you cooperate with that endowment that's on the inside of you that will lead you into the position that God wants you to be. So you don't have to trust your, you don't have to be worried about yourself and what you have and what you don't have. Just start trusting in the endowment that God gave you. If he called you to something, he has equipped you to do it. It's already on the inside of you, and you can do that, praise God. No matter how ridiculous it sounds, you can do that, praise God. Then find someone who's spiritual, say spiritual, spiritual. and run it by them and see what they got to say, praise God. Most spiritual people will say, well, I'll pray about it or I'll do this, but most of them will not attack you for doing things beyond your ability that they know that you don't have, see? And then when you start operating the anointing, you go back to your hometown, and people are going to wonder, what the heck happened to you? Because everything has changed in your life, see? But it's a growth. Say, it's a growth. It's a gradual growth that you're going to do in your life. It's going to work in your life. It's going to progress in your life. But you've got to understand that you have something on the inside of you that's very, very important. God gave the king.